You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And the topic of our podcast today is the magic of soul alignment. I recently experienced some synchronicities in my life that made me question the concept of magic. As a psychology student focused on addiction, I learned the concept of magical thinking, which was not a positive trait. The term magical thinking suggested that we delude ourselves with our belief that we can bring about a magical resolution or outcome to a situation in our life. But as I went deeper into the spiritual metaphysical nature of things, I became aware of a different kind of magic. It was a type of magic where if we align our thoughts and beliefs towards a particular outcome, we just might create that outcome. I also saw magic in the way the universe conspires to bring us what we want in life. When I was looking for a home, I wrote out all the characteristics I wanted in a home, and in the most magical ways, life brought me my perfect home in the perfect location. There were things that happened along the way, such as other homes I made offers on falling through, offers being rejected, and feeling frustrated that things didn't seem to be flowing. But things were flowing, because those homes I'd put offers on weren't even close to having the qualities of the home I ended up with. So there was a certain magical quality to manifesting my perfect home. When I was much younger, I took a course called DreamWorks, where I sat down and wrote out a vision statement for what I wanted to create in my life. I wrote that I wanted to make my living through counseling, writing, and music. The universe conspired to bring into my life the exact circumstances that would allow me to fulfill this vision. Of course, when we ask for something to manifest in our life, we need to be prepared that it may not happen right away, and there may be a lot of challenges prior to getting what we say we want. For example, I had to go through several narcissistically abusive relationships that led me to writing my books on recovery from narcissistic abuse, which led me to relaunching my counseling and hypnotherapy practice to serve this population. On my journey to finding the great love I was seeking, I had to have a lot of experiences to show me what love was not. We don't often realize how magic is working in our lives until we look back at how things divinely unfolded to bring us to where we are. And with many of you who don't like where you are right now and feel the universe is conspiring against you, perhaps it's time to get clear about what you really are looking for or what you're really looking to experience in your life. Some of you who are going through a painful breakup may have asked to meet your soulmate, and you might have believed the relationship that is falling apart was it. 
but perhaps the relationship that is falling apart is actually part of the process to taking you to the highest love. You may not be able to see this now as you're reeling in pain because things didn't work out according to your plan. With magic, what we need to realize is that when our own plan is not in alignment with the plan of your higher self, your higher self will likely win because your higher self is in favor of the highest plan for your life. The higher self is in alignment with your soul's path, your mission, and your purpose. We often have limited vision and can only see a few feet in front of our face, where higher vision sees the bigger picture. It sees that in order for me to become the writer and the counselor, I needed to have sufficient life experience in order to have something powerful to offer. At the time, I was in my deepest pain. I couldn't see this. I believed the universe or God or the powers that be had it out for me. I asked the question, how could you bring me, the man who I believed to be my soulmate, and then have everything go so wrong, leaving me in so much pain. If the universe could have answered, it probably would have smiled and said, just wait. We often don't have the patience to wait. We want it now. And for most of us, this would be the true magic to have what we want right now. Sometimes magic does work like this, but normally it doesn't. We engage in magical thinking when the relationship we find ourselves in feels like a struggle. It feels undermining and abusive, and we magically expect that it will change. This is the magical thinking we find in the recovery process. We don't magically have the power to change others. The only true power we have is to change ourselves. So if that relationship isn't the relationship we want, we may need to leave to make room for the relationship we want to come in. Waiting for another person to change who they are is better called denial. So what is magic and how can we create more magic in our lives? The real magic in our lives begins to happen when we align our will with the will of the divine our higher self, our soul, God, or whatever you wish to call this force that is so much greater than our small selves. For the sake of simplicity, I'm going to talk about your soul. Your soul is the aspect of you that is eternal. It is the part of you that entered this human body in order to have a human experience. It doesn't matter what religion you are, if any. Most religions would agree that we are a soul within a body. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. So what type of human experience do you believe your spiritual being has come here to have? What do you feel you've come here to learn? What do you feel your mission and purpose is? If you say to the universe, I really want to make a lot of money, this may not be in your highest and best good right now, especially if you put money before mission, because you probably didn't come here to planet Earth just to make money. 
I was listening to an interview with a popular psychic medium who said that in all her work with people who have crossed over, she's come to realize that our greatest purpose in life is love. We're here to learn how to really love. But in order to really know love, we must understand what love is not. The opposite of love is not hatred, as many might think. It's fear. When we're in fear, we can't be in love. When we're truly in love, we can't be in fear. At any given moment, we're either in the vibration of love or the vibration of fear. When we're in deep pain, we're in fear. We fear we're not good enough. We fear we aren't lovable. We fear that we've lost something valuable. We fear rejection. We fear poverty. We fear homelessness. We fear death. When we're anchored in the vibration of fear, the magic can't happen in our life because magic is connected to love. Love is magical. Love creates miracles. What many people mistake as love or being in love is not love at all. It's fear. We may fear emptiness, loneliness, rejection, heartbreak, abandonment, and loss. So we hold on to a relationship partner, not out of love, but in effort to control the circumstances that might bring about what we fear. Instead of having a loving relationship, we have a controlling one. We have a possessive one, believing that our relationship partner belongs to us. We own them. The truth is we don't own anyone, and marriage itself is not a contract of ownership as many may believe. It's a vow to walk together until death, and death is just as easily the death of a relationship than the physical death of an individual. When we truly fail to love each other, we bring about the death of the relationship. Even those who have been in relationship with narcissists are not in love, as we may believe. I hear so many of my clients tell me how much they loved that person. But as we go deeper, that love was not unconditional. It was most often an exchange given for good behavior. When the bad behavior of the narcissist shows up, the love goes out the window. Instead, there's often control anger, sadness, rejection, and other fear-based emotions. The underlying message we give to the narcissist is, I need you to change in order to continue to love you. In these relationships, we also fail to love ourselves because we tolerate behavior that doesn't feel very loving. If our significant other, for example, is having an affair and we demand they change and become someone we can trust who will be faithful to us, and we hold the affair over their head, that person will likely be more attracted to the affair partner who is showing them love, who's showering them with love, than with someone who is angry, resentful, and mistrusting. I know saying this can be triggering to some of you listening, but hear me out. If you can't bring yourself back to love in a relationship, you don't belong there. If you're angry, resentful, fearful, and waiting for that person to change, 
you're in the wrong place. It would be much better to leave and find someone who you do feel safe and trusting with. When we're in the energies of fear, anger, resentment, mistrust, sadness, and pain, our life won't feel very magical. We won't be powerful manifestors. Our power comes from the vibration of love. This doesn't mean we need to practice forcing ourselves to love a relationship partner that mistreats us. We need to begin by loving ourselves enough to place ourselves in loving and nurturing environments. A seed planted in barren soil will not sprout. It's our highest mission to place ourselves in environments where we do sprout, grow, and thrive. And these are environments that are authentically loving and in harmony with our soul's purpose. When we enter the vibration of love, loving ourselves first and then attracting other self-loving people, we can begin to experience true magic. The law of attraction tells us that we must be able to first see it in our mind's eye, believe it with our faith, and feel it in our hearts. This is the recipe for manifestation. We don't manifest out of need or want. We manifest when we are anchored in positive vibrations. We must be capable of believing that we are worthy of what we want to manifest in our lives. And what we seek to manifest must be in alignment with our soul's path. When we are out of alignment with our soul's path, we may end up feeling that we've been abandoned by God or the universe. We may continue to try and force an outcome that was never in our best interest to begin with. We come up against a lot of resistance, and we try to force something to happen that's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen because it's not meant to happen. We really aren't in control of our lives as much as some would like to think. At least our smaller self is not. Our higher self, our soul self, is really guiding the journey. So when you decide you're going to go to school and become an attorney because your parents believe this is the best path for you, you may be in for a surprise. You may be taking this path because it promises you financial stability, prestige, and job security, as well as the approval of your parents. Once you invest all those years in school hyper-focused on getting the law degree and not paying much attention to that gnawing feeling in your stomach, you settle down into your first job as an attorney. It never feels quite right. It doesn't feel like a fit. You struggle to fit in and do a good job, but you're feeling more and more like a fish out of water. Eventually, you find another job that promises to make you happier, but the same thing begins to happen. By now, you have a mortgage, a family, and high student loan debt. You need the income of your law career to make ends meet. You resign yourself to stay where you are out of necessity, and your spirit begins to die a slow death. 
You consciously chose to become an attorney, so why are you not happy? You've done what you wanted to do. You worked hard to get there. Your soul is pulling you towards authenticity, but you won't listen because it's far too inconvenient to listen. You do what you believe you should at the expense of your deeper calling. Magic can't happen in our lives when we are this far out of alignment with our soul's path. When we make our choices in life out of fear or a desire to do what we believe is expected of us or what will bring us the most money or attention or approval, we will experience discord within. There will be a lack of passion in our life and a lack of harmony. Because of the degree of self-sacrifice necessary to continue on this path, you don't like yourself very much. And because you don't like yourself very much, you find that you don't really like others all that much either. You become a bit bitter and resentful. You resent people who are following their heart and living their dreams. In cases like this, you might go on with your chosen life and keep your feelings of discontent stuffed down with workaholism, and maybe even alcoholism or food addiction. Or you may get a wake-up call. A wake-up call is orchestrated by your soul to bring you back into alignment. It may be an accident, a divorce, an illness, or job loss. Whatever it is, it interrupts the program that you've been living under. Let's say, for example, you end up getting a life-threatening illness. It gets so bad that you can't work the same hours anymore, and so you ask your boss to cut your hours back so you can have the time needed to recover from your treatments or whatever you are doing in attempt to heal. Your boss ends up letting you go in the end because he needs full-time people who will work overtime for the company. So here you are, sick, with medical bills piling up, and no job. Might seem like a curse, right? But it's really a blessing in disguise. You and your spouse end up downsizing, moving to a smaller community where your spouse gets a job that brings in enough income to pay the rent. You find yourself taking long walks in nature every day and just focusing on your healing. You get more in touch with your soul and finally begin to listen to that gnawing in your stomach. You begin to get in touch with your long-lost dream of being a writer and start a blog to journal your healing journey. You start using natural food, herbs, and holistic treatments to heal, and you share this information with your growing blog audience. You begin to feel much better and find that you are healing from your illness. You launch an e-course on how you healed your disease, and it's wildly successful. You begin giving little talks on your healing journey, which leads to being asked to speak in larger venues. You're speaking not only on healing, but how you learn to listen to the call of your soul. You talk about how grateful you are for your illness, for redirecting your life. Now you are happy, healthy, and living your dream. 
because you were forced to give up what wasn't in alignment with your soul and moved to a new life that was in alignment. Because you followed your soul's calling, everybody in your sphere benefits. You have a much more loving and connected relationship with your spouse. Your children, who initially resisted the change, are thriving in a smaller community. You are all much healthier because you're eating differently and getting out in nature more. Even your parents, who encouraged you to go to law school, have accepted the transformation because they realize they would much rather have you alive and well than die selling your soul to an occupation that was never right for you. This is magic at work. This is the magic of listening to your inner voice. Find out what your soul's calling is and stepping upon that path. Another scenario might be that the lawyer gets sick, gets fired, and then gets really angry that life is doing this to him. Because he's so angry, his wife leaves him and takes the kids, and he finds himself alone, without an income, angry and bitter. Life is against him. Everything is going wrong. What did he do to deserve this? Why is his life falling apart? Why is the universe against him? He doesn't see the opportunity to redefine himself because he isn't listening. He's too busy hanging out in his fear-based emotions, being too angry and bitter to listen. He misses the moment, and his life continues to erode. Maybe eventually he'll find his way, but because of his resistance to his soul's calling, he gets lost in his pain and suffering. The more lost he becomes, the more difficult it is to hear the still, small voice within. People will often get on this negative spiral when devalued and discarded by a narcissist. We can't see the gift in this. We're stuck in the pain and bitterness of being unceremoniously dumped. We can't see that our soul orchestrated this to remove that abusive person from our life. We might be stuck on how much we gave that person and how little we were appreciated. We may still be waiting for that person to come back and show us how much we are loved, appreciated, and valued. But your soul knows. It knows that this person wasn't capable of loving, appreciating, or valuing you, which is why that person was removed from your life. Your soul has a plan for you that is much greater than what you believed you had in that relationship. But until you really go within and listen to the still, small voice, you may not be able to hear the guidance. Remember, the magic happens when you follow the path of your soul. When you don't follow the path of your soul, you're more likely to get a wake-up call or simply resign yourself to living an unfulfilling life. It's important to really learn to listen. Follow the call of your spirit. Allow yourself to be guided. Let the magic happen. 
don't listen to other well-meaning people who are more comfortable with your remaining stuck in your old roles. Not everyone will be able to understand the shift that is happening in your life, and it isn't important that other people understand. It's only important that you understand. If you need to leave a job or a relationship or move to another area, this is your journey. Everyone in your life will not automatically understand and support you on your journey because their fear is activated. You may trigger the part of them that realizes they're settling for a life that is unfulfilling. By your having the courage to follow the voice of your soul, you may inspire others to do the same. But at the very least, you'll be stepping into the realm of magic and living the life you've truly come here to live. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope that this podcast has been inspirational for you. One thing I absolutely love to do is to help people to really listen to their inner voice and follow their soul's calling. So if you'd like help getting back in alignment with your highest path, your soul's path, I'd love to work with you. You can schedule a session with me through the counseling and hypnotherapy link at the top of the page at NarcissismFree.com. Have a great day, and I will see you in the next podcast.